the liturgy is going to be a little different. Um, I'm not the guy who says God told me to do this or that very often, but I had a whole other plan for what I was going to do for liturgy until this morning that I felt very much that God told me to talk about divorce, which is a sensitive topic to begin with, something I've never personally been through, although many of my best friends have either been through it themselves or come from a home where their parents were divorced, so I've witnessed what it's like. Um, I've also spent a lot of time in church world and seen how Christians react to it and talk about it and talk about divorced people. But I've also read the Bible and seen what God says about it. And that's what I want to look at. Because so often, you know, church people tend to pluck out a couple verses and bludgeon a divorced person with like Malachi 2.16 where it says God hates divorce. Or there's in both Matthew and Mark, Jesus is confronted about marriage and divorce and they're saying, hey, is that okay? And he says, no, you don't just throw your wife away for any reason. Like, that's making her into an adulteress. And there, there's a lot in that conversation that I'm not going to take time to unpack. But I want to look at why. Because Jesus, in that conversation, he's pointing back to Genesis. He points back to the Garden of Eden, to Adam and Eve. And that's really significant because he's pointing out that God did not just create a man and a woman, but a husband and a wife. That was marriage that was created there. Not just humans. And that's super significant. Genesis 1 says God created them in his own image, male and female. And so it's not the man that's the image of God, it's not the woman that's the image of God, it's the unity, the, that relationship, that perfect harmony that's you know, described as naked and unashamed. It's this complete openness. There's nothing hidden from each other. They're completely one, so much that it, God views it as like one person. And so divorce is like cutting a living organism into two pieces. And God's like, no, don't do that. That's not how that works. But it's also that that was the image of God. Marriage, a true, perfect marriage as intended, which hasn't existed since Eden and probably never will again in a, here in a fallen world. But that is the image of God. That's what shows the image of God to the rest of the world. It's the mirror. And divorce is breaking that mirror. Trivializing marriage is, you know, clouding that mirror. And so when we make marriage this thing that people are like, oh, I'll get married, ah, never mind, I, I don't feel like it, we're going to be done with it. Like, when you make it so unimportant, God's saying, that was actually the most important thing, and you're making it trivial. And so, yeah, he hates divorce. But, you know, so, you know these people never bring out Jeremiah 3.8, where God identifies himself as divorced. It's this whole allegory with you know, he's saying how Israel and Judah, they were like sisters and he was married to them. And But because of all of her unfaithfulness, God gave Israel a certificate of divorce. Now, that's a big deal because if God calls himself divorced, then divorce cannot be a sin. And it's certainly not an unpardonable sin. Like, it doesn't disqualify people. There, without taking time to unpack all of it, there's a lot of scholars that think the Apostle Paul himself was divorced. And he was clearly not disqualified. But... Divorce is not the plan. It was never supposed to be that way. And God is very, very pro-marriage. So, he, yes, he hates divorce. But in that Jeremiah, when he said he gave Israel a certificate of divorce, just a few verses later, he's calling her back to him and saying, please return to me. I won't stay angry with you forever. I will have grace and mercy for you. And he wants restoration. That is the heart of God. He wants connection. He wants the relationship. And that might be restoring the marriage that was broken, but it also might not. It's what he wants is the relationship between you and himself. 
that's the, his focus, and he doesn't want to see us getting all, you know, making things just this crazy, individualistic, selfish thing. And he's like, no, this was supposed to be a beautiful image, and it's not when you're doing it this way. That's why God hates divorce. He never ever says he hates divorced people. He never disqualifies or rejects somebody because of it. He always has the heart of restoration and he can always make something beautiful out of a mess.